You are listening to Sheila Ndikumana on SAFM. 34 after 4 a.m. We need to step into the wellness corner. And this morning we're chatting all things mental well-being. Now in our wellness corner this morning, we're going to be focusing on how to improve our mental health. Now in a world full of stresses at every turn, uh, one needs to really prepare themselves and, and sort of take the time to be able to navigate throughout the course of the day without losing focus on what stands as priority and sort of taking care of yourself as you navigate through your day. Now joining us is Dr. Alicia Potter, who is a psychiatrist. Good morning to you, Alicia. Hi, good morning, Shayla. How are you doing this morning? Good at this very um, dark hour, as our previous <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us, yeah? Yeah, I have to set several alarms, eh? <laughs> sure. No, I, I can relate. Trust, I can relate. Let's get into the thicket of our conversation. Um, I think there can never be enough said around mental health and, men- and mental well-being. So I want to start off by giving you the platform to sort of um, speak to our modern-day society and the general stresses that we tend to disregard? You know, when we talk about mental health, I think it's important to understand what are we talking about. It's not just the absence of mental illness. Mm. Obviously, that's something that's something different. But it's just a general state of, of well-being um, that includes you know, our emotional well-being, our psychological well-being, and even our, like our social well-being. Because it actually affects the way we think, it affects the way we feel, it affects the way we behave or act. And also even just how we handle stresses, how we relate to other people, how we make choices. And actually it's important at every stage of life. So we should be looking at children's mental um, health. We should be looking at adolescent mental health. And even in adulthood, our mental health should be important. The problem is that for a lot of a lot of us, it really is just about you know this focus on our physical health, and more often than not, we ignore our mental health. So when we um, faced with stresses, and if you think about the last two years, there have been multiple stresses. You know the losses that we've experienced. Um, the increase in anxiety, depression, um, you know, and even sometimes just everyday stresses where there's been changes, we just fail to recognize that stress has an impact on our body because stress is our body's um, response, um, you know, it's the physiological response of our body. And so we often ignore that, and that really makes um, maintaining our mental health or our mental well-being. It's just never made a priority. And so we don't recognize, you know, the patterns of stress within our bodies, and this often leads to some problematic consequences. Sure. Now, when we speak about stresses, I read somewhere uh, where there was a comment around healthy stresses versus that which is unhealthy. Um, can we sort of have a conversation around that and get to a place where we understand what a healthy stressor is versus an unhealthy one? Yes, um, we all need an amount of stress. So not all stress is bad. Um, there's good stress and there's bad stress. So say, for example, um, before a job interview or for students writing exams, 
an amount of stress will actually, the good stress, we need stress in order to function in those times. So stress also sometimes will alert us of danger. It helps us to perform better, you know, and provided that the stress is acute and manageable, that we would consider good stress because we do need an amount of stress to function. Like for some of us, we need deadlines mm. in order to to perform. So that's good stress. When stress becomes a problem or when we consider stress to be bad stress is when it becomes chronic. And so the stress is then ongoing and it then will impact our sleeping patterns. It impacts our eating patterns. Our energy levels start to, um, to waver. And so, you know, with stress, we can get exhaustion and that often leads to burnout. Burnout then leads to anxiety, depression. So it can start the whole barrage of things if we don't manage um, the stress. I, I think I want us to go into uh, symptoms. So, and I say this because sometimes there becomes a blurred line that stays undefined uh, when you're looking at stresses that help you function and sort of stresses that take away from your functionality. What can we use as uh, identifying points to say, okay, I identify that I'm tired now, I'm not motivated, or I, I'm thinking about this consistently and continuously and it's crippling me. What are some of the, the symptoms that we ought to look out for in order for us to take a step back and reevaluate what's going on with us? You know, so that's such an important thing because I often will have clients who come in to see me who have severe burnout, for example. And when I say to them, I think, you know, you have burnout, it's like almost shocked, like, how dare you? Like, absolutely not. So it's such an important thing because I think a lot of the time we actually don't even realize how much stress we're carrying or the impact of that stress. So, for example, mm. a sleepless night here and there, that's not a problem, right? So you have an exam, you might have a few days where you're not sleeping. But if it became consistent, um, where you consistently, for example, have changes in your sleeping pattern, either you're struggling to fall asleep, you're struggling to stay asleep, or you start waking up very early in the morning. Things like your, where you have fluctuations in your appetite, for example. Um, either you have an increase in your, app- your appetite or your appetite decreases. Your energy levels as well, where you just feel completely flat. You know, I often say to, to, to clients, it's like when you feel like your, your battery is just dead and when you're trying to put your foot on the accelerator, it just won't, it just won't go, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and also things that you used to enjoy or even like, you know, things in your work environment, for example, you would tolerate before you become snappy, you become more irritable, and you also just feel constantly on edge, um, overwhelmed, and things that you could do before become so much more difficult to do. You find that you're procrastinating um, more, because avoidance even, for example, is, is a sign of, of stress, procrastination. The sign of stress when you're doing everything else except what you should um, be doing. And so those are some of the things, and it's so important that we sort of stop and recognize what is the pattern of stress for me. Mm. For some people, it could even be just chronic tummy problems or chronic headaches, for example. Um, you know, so it's things like that where 
you know, if you've had investigations and they found no cause, you know, oftentimes people will come in very upset saying, they said it was in my head. And I often think, okay, well, where else should it be? But, you know, there's a cause for this. It might not necessarily be physical, but it might be um, to do with your, your mental health and, and well-being. Sure. That's truth. I think um, the one thing that I'm going on um, in terms of just exploring, going on further and deeply into is how um, our mental well-being affects our gut heavily and that affects our brain heavily. And all of this is just interlinked. And sometimes because we don't see the connection, we tend to disregard um, our feelings and our disposition. Now, I think the one thing I will be honest and personal about is that when you do note that there is a level of stress, I personally don't tend to want to deal with it. I want to deal with the issue at hand in that moment. And so what are some of the steps? And I think it's it's because of the lack of knowledge in how to step back and evaluate. I think I often find myself saying step back and evaluate, but because I don't have the questions, I'm like, let's find something else to do and we'll come back to this. You know, so what are the, the questions we need to be asking ourselves in order for us to acknowledge where we are so that we can seek help? Well, I think it starts with beginning to recognize, because as I say, you know, a lot of my clients are often like shocked, you know, when they realize that, well, this is actually all due to, all due to stress. Because, you know, it's about appreciating that when your body's stressed, for example, it's not a passive process. Mm. excreting hormones like cortisol and you know cortisol is problematic um, because it, it does cause lots of problems for us you know so one it's, it's about kind of stopping to say okay what is happening here but also beginning to acknowledge it because for example you know it's from a physical point of view right mm. if you get a broken arm you're not going to stop and say okay um, maybe I need to reflect. <laughs> you know, nor am I going to tell you when you go to casualty, they're not going to say, just walk it off. Like, just get over it, you know. They're going to attend to it. Yes, and that is so true. It's, it's kind of the same thing with mental health. It's just that I can't see it on an x-ray. So it doesn't mean that it doesn't, it doesn't exist. But I think there's so much stigma and there's so much, you know, there's so many barriers to people actually just stopping to have honest, con- you know, conversations. I mean, for myself, for example, I know when my, like you say, when your tummy starts, because again, you know, the whole issue is that your stomach produces a lot of serotonin. Your serotonin is that feel-good um, hormone. Mm. If you're stressed, of course there's going to be problems in that way because serotonin is in your gut, it's in your head, and so, you know, there's going to be issues there. But we just missed that that's how stress can affect our bodies. And mm. so when we have all of these symptoms that are kind of vague, they're not making sense, um, we've gone several times, you know, to our physicians who have them checked out, we actually just need to stop and say, you know, I need to do an inventory of the stresses in my life, you know, and how is it possible that I'm, is it possible for me to be carrying all of this, all of this stress? You know, a car can't run without petrol. Um, and yes. so how am I expecting to run on empty as a person and continue to go? I mean, I always kind of laugh again at clients when they say, no, 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 I'm going to schedule my sick leave. So I can say, well, if your appendix was 
about to rupture, would you shed your, your sick leave or would you actually just go now? Yes. Um, you know, so it's about prioritizing um, our own mental health in order to continue to function because the World Health Organization says there's no health without mental health. And it doesn't matter how physically fit you are. If there's no mental health, you're a car that's stuck. can't go anywhere. Sure. I think then the last question would be help. Where do we start? How do we get help? What is the next step? I mean, I think the first thing, though, is that there are some things that we could do practically um, and simple things that don't necessarily require an outlay of money. So, you know, things like just simple practical things. And, you know, initially, before I actually sort of understood you know, how these actually assist us. I thought, oh my goodness, please not stop preaching about, you know, let's just get enough sleep and rest and all the rest of that. But I'm just going to quickly illustrate. Yes. It's about kind of keeping our bodies in balance because we've got two nervous systems, right? We've got our sympathetic nervous system. We know that the flight, the fright, the freeze, um, you know, and that's when we stress, that system is activated. But we also have another nervous system, which is our autonomic nervous system, which is the calming part of our nervous system. And it's about how we're going to keep these systems in balance. So when there's a lot of stress, things like just getting a good night's rest and sleeping enough will actually activate your autonomic nervous system and bring it into balance. So things like just taking time out to do things that we enjoy, um, being active, eating well, Staying connected um, to others, um, you know, nurturing relationships, learning to manage stress with just like things you can do at your desk. Just taking a minute to just breathe will bring your system into 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 balance. Um, also just getting involved, setting realistic goals for ourselves, and also just sometimes accepting that it's okay not to be okay, and also taking time for self care. And self care is more than just trips to the to the spa and weekends um, away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and being aware, you know, the, the biggest thing I realized with managing or promoting our mental health is being aware of our inner voice or our inner, I often call it our inner critic. And we often find that, you know, for many of us, there's a very harsh inner critic. And again, I often say to clients, the things that you tell yourself, would you tell a good friend of yours? And 99% of the time, I get a resounding, no, I'd never say that to other people, but I say it to, to myself. So it's about kind of keeping track of that harsh inner critic. Mm. But if it feels like it's very overwhelming and you know, you've done all of these things and still, you know, it's just, you're not coping. You know, so it's to kind of reach out, um, you know, they are, you could start with, being a psychologist or taking a trip to your general practitioner. If things are more serious, you may need to consult with a um, psychiatrist. But also there are um, organizations like the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. They've got um, amazing resources on their website. They've got 12 free um, helplines that are available 24 hours a day just to assist. But they've got amazing resources. They have support groups, and these are free of free of charge. So it's about recognizing and acknowledging 
because I often say if you can name it, then you can tame it. Mm. Um, start acknowledging where you are and then doing something about it. And it's about making mental health a lifestyle rather than an event. Wow. I love that. Making mental health a lifestyle, like all other forms of health that we partake in. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Alicia. We absolutely appreciate it. Thanks, Shayla. That was Dr. Alicia Porter, who is a psychiatrist and was helping us navigate through the conversation around mental well-being and stresses.